So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What's going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of The Wrestling Outlaws, the wrestling outlaws, ladies Whoa. and gentlemen. Yes. Whoa. What in the world was that all about? Yeah. <laughs> this guy right here, the center square is EC3, uh, current NWA world heavyweight champion. Former. Yeah, a bunch of new contenders today, didn't I? Mm, very nice. Very nice. <clears throat> Former. Uh, clearly, he feels better, which. Makes me happy, which yeah, makes me very happy. I'm not apologizing for last week, and thank you for taking the load. I was near uh, fatality, as they mm. would say, in Mortal Kombat. So, but I think mm. it was, you know, kind of entertaining watching me yeah. give a thumbs up every now and then. It Legit was. was passed out. Yeah. So, I tried. Yes, you did. You did, man. You, you and you and you. I'm glad that you feel better. You look better, and it's just it, it makes me better. It makes me better that you feel better. Chris, I got a special guest on the line. Can special I, guest on the line. Uh, Vince Russo's uh, joining us along with a fourth member. Who's the fourth guy? Hold on, guys. Go ahead, man. So, what you got to say? My life has been changed forever because of this whole media scrub. Okay, there you go, boys. Forever is life. EC3, forever his life has been changed because of a scrum, bro. You ever seen the Sandlot? Yes. Forever. 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 (laughs) Still top 10 babes. Yes, yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's dive into our first subject, which is John Moxley suffered a concussion during a match with Ray Phoenix on Dynamite Grand Slam. Uh, Ray Phoenix benefited from it, uh, fortunately, but unfortunately, uh, the plans had to change, and now you have a new AEW international champion. Uh, That wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, John Moxley also opened up and saying that he – has arthritis, uh, which isn't uh, uh, a very good thing to have, um, especially as a wrestler. Um, he he uh, it doesn't it doesn't show. What's that, East? I would imagine we have varieties of uh, arthritis everywhere, but I don't know if he said something specific. You know. Yeah, yeah, no arthritis. Um, he reveals a doctor told him that he has the arthritis of a man in his seventies. Wow! Holy crap! Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Chris, you're a doctor. I, I mean, as a doctor, you can't exaggerate, can you? Uh you. It would be very unethical if you. Uh, yeah. If you, wow, because that's you wow. That's that blows me away, man. That's wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, seventy-two-year-old man is. I really like wish. Not wish, but I would love for people to experience, like myself or Moxley or anybody who's doing done this for a long time, like waking up 
and how we feel. And I wonder how it differs from a regular civilian life because mm. we're in this pain constantly. And at some points, do we even know what pain we're in anymore? Like mm. my shoulder is killing me. The only thing that's going to make this feel better is when something else gets hurt and I forget about it. Mm. But I just wonder like waking up would a normal person be like, oh my God, mm. how do I live? Yeah, yeah. With all the with all the bumps that Moxley takes, though, um, which you know a lot of people say could be a little excessive. You know, he's he really carved himself with the C CZW hardcore style. You know, just kind of no nonsense. I'm gonna bleed every week. Let's take the most bumpiest bumps. Like, when does that get toned down? Especially with someone in his career that's been around for a while and taking those type of bumps. You know, it should toned down and be saved for special occasions mm -hmm. when you get over and even before you get over when you make those bumps actually mean something that's yeah. when it should be toned down yeah. and like the, rea the reality of like how much you can get out of some of this stuff by telling the proper story as opposed to just doing the stuff and right. being having 70 year old arthritis and, you know, when you're 35. Let me ask you this, EC3, because that, this is what I think, uh, this is what I think Chris is asking. Let me ask you this. And again, bro, you're, you're not John Moxley and every wrestler is going to be different. Bro, I know, you know, you've had some neck issues. Yeah. Okay. Bro, say God forbid, God forbid, you know, something goes wrong in a match and those neck injuries start kicking in again and you start having problems. Mm. Now, bro, as a wrestler, can you can you tell yourself, I need to stop doing this, I need to pull back a little bit, I need to find other ways to work, or do you need a doctor telling you, bro, you can't do this again. You're you're a centimeter away from not being able to walk. Yeah. I mean, can, can you can you monitor yourself and pull away or do you need somebody to say stop? You know, sometimes when you have somebody that's telling you to stop, you're also going against that grain. Yeah, you're like, you don't know what I am. You you know, mm. there's that mentality, that sickness. Um, I think a guy like Moxley who's made – career great living great life great wife great kid like hopefully he's at a point where he can tell himself that mm. but i know how he's wired and similar to me and then there's no way that i mean you saw me last week and that's just chronic fatigue from all the things i'm doing including wrestling and including like training for it where sometimes your body's going to tell you to stop and that's the only thing that's gonna yeah, you know. yeah. but hopefully like with a doctor if I went to the doctor tomorrow and he said one wrong bump and you're done, I would have a long think about it, but it would not be immediately. Oh, well, I guess I'm done. I'd be like, no, how can I get past this? Or how can I do this? Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, especially dude, doing OVW today. I drive six hours. I do two podcasts in the way I'm training in parking lots. Like my day's crazy. My phone's blowing up. I can't read like so much is going on. But I realized all I did was a little promo segment. But the amount of fulfillment we get if we love this so much and doing like a two minute promo to set up some heat for an angle payoff way down the road, just like telling a story and building something with characters and dynamics, dude, it's addictive. Like I'm flying high based on like, what is a two minute little promo that could have been nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. so like, yeah. 
And, bro, I'm reading, too. Congratulations, bro. Based on wrestlers, bro, you guys were sold out tonight, bro. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That is freaking awesome, bro. Wrestlers buzz and, like, kudos. But I told a lot of the younger guys there, too, like, you've worked so hard for this. Like, enjoy it, but also know that now more hard work has begun to keep this going. So I'm glad that's taken off, and it's good to see – Beyond the wrestlers and beyond Al, the amount of work like yeah. the people do there yeah. to keep that going, mm-hmm. I'm sincerely proud of them. So it's very cool. Yeah, East along those lines with with John Moxley, we saw on Dynamite that uh, and there there's all over the the X verse uh, in socials, the IG as well. There's like um, still frames. There's like there's like slow motion frames of. The times the the the, the uh, sit down you know driver that uh, that Phoenix did his finisher and so, just say that what's that? It's such an unnecessary neck bump too. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's like man, yeah. like he didn't protect Moxley twice, and man, like if you see just Moxley's head, I mean, it was like Austin and Owen, you know, like it was it was just like straight down. Both, I mean, and like he had, he did the move twice, and it was just like, man, like he he, he Moxley got to the point was like, because he didn't kick out the first time because he probably couldn't, you know what I mean? And and the fans booed and was wondering what was going on. Ray Phoenix pulled him back again, did the same driver again as if that wasn't going to you know make things worse. What what are your thoughts on? Calling audibles like that, but doing the same move and having the same neck bump. There's so much to dissect here, and I might rant and rave, but I think uh, one thing we can first look at is wrestling early. If you botch or you mess up a spot or you make a mistake or something doesn't go right, you cannot go right back to it Mm. because that just Tells it's a work or it's fake, but whatever. We know that. So, like, going right back to the same thing, like, you miss something, doing it right again. People that are not clued in are like, oh, obviously, like, they meant to do that the first time. Mm -hmm. So, that's the first thing about that. The second, I would say, you have, we, when, and this is a problem, I think, and there's a, a developing inner wrestling culture war where, there's intuitive on the fly, feeling it out there and like working for TV, having some ideas, but like kind of working like old school in a sense mm-hmm. to where TV is so in talent, especially now micromanaged, planned, everything's called rehearsed. like that when you go that route, you lose the inability to think on the fly and you panic and you freeze or you go right back to doing something that could have killed somebody, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's like talent. I, I stress this from my own personal experiences that working with ideas and like what we're going to do, but like feeling things out there and not knowing everything that's going to happen and kind of being in the moment and putting yourself in there is so much more gratifying and fulfilling than thinking about what you're doing next the entire time. And I think the work shows it. I mean, maybe I'm in a different camp than a lot of people. People maybe like, I don't know, breakdance fighting choreographed bullshit. Cool. I like, you know, physical storytelling and, you know, emotionally driven action. But 
yeah, like when you can't think on the fly because you're so programmed, bad things can happen too. So in the midst of A, there's a third thing, referees. We talked about this today with one podcast I did. Referees in the WWE are conditioned and trained very well to call things as though it, it was real. Mm. So in a lot of referees, if you're a referee, you have to establish authority and you have to count and you can't pull because you think of what's going to happen. If they don't kick out, you might get yelled at by a talent. If it's a top talent, they're not going to yell at you because they know they messed up. Mm. But like maybe under a card or people that don't understand it yet, will get on you, but you have to count one, two, three, each and every time as though it is real or things like this happen. And bearing the ref is a term where WWE does great, where they condition the refs to be real and they have real authority where Vince will pay a referee a bonus. If he catches somebody, you know, doing something like getting DQ'd, like mm. so the talent has to think, think outside the box as far as like, if I'm going to poke a guy in the eyes and I do it right in front of the referee, that's a disqualification. Why wouldn't the match end? But in theory, I'm a bad guy and I poke somebody in the eyes right in front of the referee. Why are the fans going to be mad at me if that referee didn't do anything about it? Mm. So, quote, yeah, I guess the fourth thing would be the absolute unnecessary at this point to have moves you have to hit with frequency to win being so overtly dangerous. Mm. It's unnecessary. There is no difference between a screwdriver dump on the head to the Amityville whore where you kind of flatten his back out, you know, mm-hmm. Michinoku drivers sitting out and just taking care of each other because Maybe there's a small sect of people who are like, I really love watching people get hurt for real. They're called sadists. They're not called wrestlers. Where within this movement, it is 87% exact same, but it's just a little bit safer. And if you're telling your story right, it doesn't matter if he lands on the top of his head or if he lands flat on his back Mm -hmm. because finish and you win. Mm -hmm. As a as a competitor though, East, isn't it safe to say that a large majority of wrestling fans are sadists though? <laughs> Comment below if you're a sadist. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, I'm thinking I'm thinking if the, when you said that, I'm thinking of uh, you know, as a psychology doctor, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of someone who has sadistic tendencies or sadistic type of feelings. And how is that different from you know, uh, a fan saying one more time and people enjoying seeing Moxley's blood every week and people still wanting to see, you know, a, a bot spot, even if it's hurt for Ray Phoenix to bring him back in and do the same thing and, and pop for that. You know, I would think there's sadism in us all to enjoy and love this crazy nonsense, but I would think a majority are not truly sadists where you know, chanting one more time for like an incredible spot. Like if somebody has a gigantic, thick, meaty clothesline that just knocks someone dick in the dirt, but it is put in a safe place, but it looks so cool that we can chant one more time because we enjoyed it. And the person selling it is selling it as though, you know, it really hurt. So it's fun to watch people we want to dislike be in pain. I think there is true sadism where like, Oh, well, that German suplex wasn't tight enough on his neck. Like, 
then whatever you yeah. can't appease that small tiny minority of people today at ovw they sell out the house and there's fans that never went to a live show before and what did they react to like the stories and the characters and the movements that look good. Like moves have to look good and they have to look crisp and efficient and athletic and they have to have snap and violence attached to them. Part of what we do is doing that all in the safest manner possible so we can do it tomorrow and then the next night and then for five years and 10 years and hopefully 20. Yeah. OVW still creates a, a traditional culture for, you know, the good guy and the bad guy. And then, you know, whatever, there, there's different it's not uh kind of uh um monolithic so to speak when it comes to baby faces and heels there's different shades of baby faces and heels but it's still the good guy versus the bad guy like like for instance like uh um what's, what's my guy uh iron man you know what i mean he's more of a cocky baby face an arrogant baby face but he still def- he still goes for the foes he still goes for the heels you know and but at the end of the day, he's still a baby face. And so, but at the same time, it's like, I appreciate OVW for still creating though, that, that traditional storytelling when it comes to good and bad guys. But a culture like AEW does really champion and promote a sadistic culture, man. <laughs> it really does. Because if you think about it from a psychological standpoint, sadism is the pleasure that someone derives from the humiliation or the suffering of others. I mean, that that's sadism at its core. So, I mean, and, and what is that different than an AEW fan doing what they're doing and, and the way that they're cheering for who they're cheering for? I, I think the talent has fallen into the trap of feeling that they have to have this divide. Because I guarantee if you have a $10,000 AEW crowd, and you give them the right characters, a baby face and the right characters, a snarky, crappy heel. Mm-hmm. And they do a simple match that has a scoop slam and a drop kick. Mm-hmm. They're going to be into it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, love wrestling. So I think we're putting ourselves in that corner, almost mm-hmm. trying to up that ante. Maybe a crowd like AEW needs more depth and like intricacies with the character development. So it doesn't need to be paint by numbers like baby white hat, black hat. But I still think that tradition can work. It just has to evolve, you know, into a different way. Mm-hmm. If it involves into that different way, like still relying on what has worked forever and will work forever, mm-hmm. will appease them just as much as it would appease mom and pop and the two kids. Yeah. You, you, Vince, you're about to say something about the sadism. Uh, topic. Yeah, no, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. You know, I, 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 I watched AEW every week, you know, when it just started because I wanted to see what this was all about. And, 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 you know, Chris, the God honest truth is, I stopped watching it because as a wrestling fan, bro, I don't watch wrestling to see people get hurt. Mm -hmm. That's not why I'm tuning in. And every week when I was watching that show, I always felt like I was going to see a broken neck. I was Mm going to see a broken back. And, and I don't watch, I don't want people to get hurt. And bro, I'm being dead serious. That was one of the main reasons I stopped watching the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's a culture that's been created, um, you know, to your point, EC3, if, you know, it, it is a such thing to rewrite 
you know, the, the culture and, you know, as far as the expectations of, of who you're the audience. And, you know, when you go back to tradition again, if even if you have different shades of, you know, the good guy versus the bad guy, it's not the same. It's just, it's different shades. And so you can, you can recreate that and, and recreate the, the, the audience. Let me, let me, I had this kind of, cause I was thinking about it on the drive after having a similar conversation, but maybe this makes sense or maybe I'm rambling, but like, wrestling fans like an AEW crowd is up to speed watching Avengers infinity war. Mm-hmm. They know the characters they've been watching, but I swear if they're sitting there on a Tuesday at five o'clock and the original Iron Man's on the ABC storytelling that set the tone, they're tuning in and there's mm-hmm. some things about it that they didn't really see and they're appreciating it. And they almost enjoy the fact that it's easier to digest and yep. it's simpler, so they can, I don't know, feel it more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I you don't agree. need people flying in from space and 80,000 people charging into a field in some bloodless climactic battle or whatever <laughs> right. gets their zingers in. Like, just learning who Tony Stark is was really cool. Yeah, very true. We got Eric Bischoff was asked who can replace Roman Reigns as the face of the company. He said this, if I had put my eggs in one basket, I'd have a basket of Cody Rose eggs. Vince Russo, your thoughts on that? I, to- I totally disagree with that, bro. I, 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 I'm sorry, man. I just totally disagree with that. Why do you disagree? Because Cody Rhodes is a wrestler, and Cody Cody Rhodes is very, very good at what he does. Hey, bro, I, let me let me put it to you this way, Chris. You know, so many people, man, when I was at WCW, I got accused of putting the belt on Jeff Jarrett because he was my boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, bro, I'm not going to put a belt on somebody because my, he's my boy. Here's why I put the belt on Jeff Jarrett. A couple of reasons. Bro, number one, he was a great heel that could get baby faces over. Okay. Number two, he was a great worker. He was a great wrestler. But perhaps more importantly, number three, Chris was, bro, the dude never got hurt. Mm. He never got hurt. He, I mean, he knew how to work. Mm. So I knew I could depend on Jeff. But Jeff Jarrett was not the superstar to, uh, you know, to lead the show. He he was not the hood ornament. We we had a hundred other hood ornaments. Jeff was not one of them. I look at Cody Rhodes the very same way. He he would be my Jeff Jarrett. He is a great wrestler. You know he could you know get heels over. He 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 gets hurt a little bit more than Jeff did, um, but somebody that definitely you could depend on to carry that title. Mm-hmm. Is he a hood ornament, bro? Is he going to bring in casual fans? You know, does he have that, you know, could could he relate to, you know, Hollywood? Could he be on the, you know, the Kimmel show and the Fallon show? I don't think he's that guy, man. I think he's a good little hand. He's a great wrestler. He could carry your belt. I don't think he's got that kind of star power, bro. That's just my opinion. What do you think he's? I don't think anybody's short of me is on Roman's level. Mm. No, but I mean, Roman is on such a different level that it would be very. Oh, I, I dropped the uh, thing. Yeah. This is oh, hey, <laughs> getting paid money. Real nice. Yeah. <laughs>
I think, yeah, I think Roman's on such a different level that uh, it's hard to even make the comparison. It's probably Eric saying that it's Cody by default because he's the only one that's kind of close. But I think Vince has a lot of right points about hood ornament and, you know, good hand and things like that. He's an excellent hand, and he can definitely lead a locker room in a company and sell out shows and pay-per-views. But, like, to be on that level, I don't think anybody's there at this moment, but I'm really not cognate to what's developing. Yeah. He he's missing to me, Chris. He's miss he he's just he's missing that level. I, I mean, because bro, I, I'm I'm thinking of guys like just sitting here, and you know, EC3 is talking about Roman Reigns, but 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 Chris, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of the Undertakers and the Austins and the Rocks and you know, a warrior or mm. he, he he's just missing that level because mm. I think when push comes to shove, bro, when 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 you think of Cody Rhodes, what are you, what are you thinking about? You're thinking yeah. about a guy that's a very good wrestler mm-hmm. there are a lot of very good wrestlers that there, there needs to be another level to who he is and i think that's what we're missing right now to be fair too to cody like roman wasn't there day one right absolutely like, not been pushed like there was times where he was just like this isn't gonna work he's not the rock but it took him to you know get with the right people and like the brain of paul and like him as a talent and a creative is very, you know, entertainment centric to go out of his way and develop himself into this, you know, thing that is on the next level. So that took time and people could get there. I think the problem with WWE is though, there's no real freedom for people to experiment because they're so micromanaged or it's cut off before it even can begin. I don't see anyone getting there by just their wrestling acumen though. I I agree. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't. I mean, like the what what helped Roman Reigns was the fact that he turned into a character. Like what it it helped him tremendously because he was part of storyline. It was real. Jay is his real cousin. He became the head of the table. He he became this arrogant, cocky, you know, just 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 anti-hero you know as far as just you know he he was the person that everybody envied like he 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 had that head of the table feel it wasn't his wrestling abilities that made roman reigns the superstar that he's been over the past three years it was the fact that he was finally able to really hone into a character i to this day don't know what the heck Cody Rhodes' character-wise. I have I have no clue who he is. And, Chris, not only that, I mean, let's be honest, bro, because you and I have kidded about this. You know, fill in the blank town. What do you, what do you want to talk, talk about? about? Like, yeah. re- really, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. come on. Like, bro, come on. Stop. Yeah, yeah. That's, ho- that's horrible, bro. I think that. Cody could work as a heel if he was like a cocky suit wearing, just total antithesis to Dusty. You know what I mean? I think that that would work because that would be a character. Now he comes out as a baby face dressed up, looking sharp. And, you know, most people out there, he's not really connecting. You know, I mean, like fans are cheering him. Because he's a baby face, but just there's no relatability. Like in Austin, he was like an everyman. He was the person who wanted to defy, like who doesn't want to stun their boss? Who doesn't want to 
beat up their boss because their boss is being some arrogant tyrant. You know what I mean? Like that was a character. What I think what we see now is for once WWE once in a long time, WWE has finally spent the time honing in a character. And you mentioned the undertakers, you mentioned the warriors, uh, Vince, neither of them, especially warrior didn't have to present this, stellar state-of-the-art wrestling acumen you know i mean they they were character driven and at the end of the day wrestling is about a comic book come to life character driven people ec3 you have some thoughts on that yeah to chris's point i would say you mentioned like cody you don't really know what he is he's kind of this baby face that's getting reactions based on default and like who do you want to talk but like when we talk about roman too Roman was in that position where he's he got was. a big Absolutely. dog, yep. white meat baby face. It's just there's something missing. Like, yeah, yep. he's really good and he's like cool, but like it's uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it's him becoming, you know, the head of the table and developing that as a heel where you have freedom as a heel because if what you're doing sucks, it's okay because you're a heel. So you, exactly. you have the freedom to experiment things and his work. He's a good, he's a very, very good wrestler. He's a great athlete, but like the way as he developed everything he did has meaning, like his heat is a punch and these holds and like, mm-hmm. you know, when he punt like Superman punches, it's a, it's a spectacle. When he hits a spear, it's a spectacle. When he was shield guy and hitting like spears out of nowhere all the time, I was like, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it has meaning. And I think to Vince's point, we talk about stone cold, Steve Austin, Steve Williams, was one of the best wrestlers. You watch WCW, he's one of the best wrestlers ever. But he became a star when he developed that personality and wrestling didn't matter. And he just threw punches, kicks, mm-hmm. dicks in the face, does presses, and stunned people. Mm-hmm. Stop a motor, hold a walk them dry. What? <clears throat> and and, and <laughs> had a catchphrase. And he didn't have to. I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't have to put a five-star... Match. Matter of fact, give me a clip. Give me, give me, give me a clip. Give me, give me a seven star, five star clip, Vince. He didn't have, he, oh my god! Where's your clip? Oh, I gotta find it. Go ahead. Give me a clip. Give me. He didn't have to put seven star matches together, and 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 that's the thing, man. I've been I've been watching wrestling for nearly forty years at this point, man, and I see the Austins, the Takers, the Hogans. Those were people who had strong characters who didn't. I mean, Kurt Angle was an amazing athlete but we didn't like Kurt Angle his 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 athleticism really helped him in the ring but it wasn't that that made him Kurt Angle it was the three eyes it was the I'm better than you because I'm an Olympic uh, gold medalist with a broken freaking neck you know what I mean and so it's like and he's never had a five-star match Q Vince uh, Russo I don't anticipate ever seeing giving another match seven stars but he does. I do then it'll be a wonderful thing for wrestling. It'll be a wonderful thing for wrestling. And Cardago never had five of those seven stars, Vince. <laughs> I've had a five-star match. You have had a five-star match. Absolutely. Takeover. Takeover, yeah. You know, there there are just some things. Um, I, I think there are just some things that are just they they are just fundamentally wrong with the character of Cody Rhodes, because you got to understand, bro, you got Dusty who was Dusty 
And then you go back one more generation and Dusty says, I was the son of a plumber. And that's Cody's heritage. Mm -hmm. But here this guy comes out, you know, dressed in full suit, bro, pocket watches, Uh, you know, the, the no socks. He's got his own bus. And like fundamentally that does not add up because bro if you're doing all that now if you if you look at your father like an embarrassment Mm. and people laughed at my dad vince mcmahon put him in freaking polka dots Mm. you know now that makes Mm. sense but his presentation with the lineage to me it is just all so fundamentally wrong yeah yeah I agree. I, I agree. I think. I mean, he 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 knows the business enough. I mean, he's a he's a fantastic mind, great worker. He knows how to cut heel promos. He he has that ability. I just think that he's just kind of riding the wave of being like the the top guy, you know. Now, um, but yeah, so a, a turn a turn will really revive uh, his career, much needed as far as just not feeling so stale. So yeah, and short of that. Like who else is there? Maybe Eli. I'm sorry, L.A. Knight to an extent, yeah. but like I can't think of anybody that's. All well, I can tell you this, man. Unfortunately, Mustafa Ali's not there anymore. He's not. He's not. So he's it can't not. be. It can't be him. Indeed. So he's crossed him off the list. Yeah, sad man. Perfect segue uh, to uh, what we're going to talk about. Uh, so, man, talk about spring cleaning and the fall. Uh, the fall of a lot of uh, pro wrestlers in the WWE. That could be a title of a song, Chris, right there. Spring cleaning in the fall. I like that, bro. Thank very you, nice. Thank very you. nice. Thank you very much. Bob Dylan's yeah. shitty cousin. <laughs> yes, indeed. So let's talk about the list of WWE releases uh, from from today. So it's been a long, long list, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, each each one of them, uh, and briefly, uh, one by one. Uh, Alexis Gray, uh, I'm, I'm not too familiar with who that is. Um, have you ever worked with Alexis Gray? I, I couldn't pick her out of a police lineup. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. It's not an insult to her. I just don't pay attention. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not sure. I'm not sure who that is. So, um, Alexis Gray. She says, I'm no longer with WWE. And uh, she said, at the end of the day, I, I put in work every day. I went in that place. I never wrestled. I have never wrestled in my whole life. But that didn't stop me from showing that I have one of the most, one of the world's, that I can be one of the world's greatest superstars. She sure now, that now that I found this new passion, I won't stop. I'll okay. just take another way. So. And- and another way sometimes is the best way. Really, sure, sure. Yes. Up words, because yeah. I mean, like what... six months or a year, if she can do something different and like get, if she believes in that, I'm I'm with that. Yeah, she's got she's got to look. I mean, I don't I don't know who this is. I mean, I'm gonna say you know, the private chat. <laughs> she's got to she's got to look. She's got to look to her. Um, it's, uh, very very uh, compelling there. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I think she's got some. Delphi's got some uh, potential there, um, and yeah. So it's, uh, I saw some impact stuff here, and it looks like uh, looks like she's no longer there. But at the same time, you know, uh, I think that she's got to look to her, and there's there's some potential. So, what, what do y'all think? 
Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Naomi's an impact now, so uh, looks like there was some impact, uh, um, you know, mentioned in her uh, on her page. So yeah, so uh, we have Kevin Ventura Cortez. No clue. Bueller? Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, what I like about the name Cortez is like you know, you, know, you want to take yeah. the island, you got to burn the boats, you know. Mm. And, uh, Robbed Very all the nice. gold and lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't. I, uh, I've never heard this guy. Yeah. Um, he's he's got, you know he's got a he's got to look to him too. He's got to look to him too. Um, that's Kevin Ventura Cortez. Like judging so, people you don't know. What's that? Nothing like judging people you don't know. I mean, you do that. You you do that when you recruit people to come in for wrestling. You uh, you look at their look first when you when you scout when you recruit. I mean, hey, does this guy have a look uh, to to work with? Yeah, sure. Got a suave look to him. So. Oh, he dressed like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Daniel McAllister, Ulisa Leon. Don't don't know who any of those people are, um, but best wishes, best wishes for him. I, I, I really wish for the best. Hey, a lot uh, of who the hell Derek Bateman was? So, oh, like there the, you go. All team to that. I just say, I don't know. I'm not paying attention to that product. Yes, uh, Ulisa Ulisa Leon. Uh, you know she's got a little tour too. So yeah, I mean, I mean these these people. It looks like these people are in NXT. Um, so. I imagine that there are going to be some uh, NXT cuts uh, on the on the horizon, and, and we definitely uh, saw that. Uh, unfortunate, but I mean, it's a business, man. So that's what that's what happens when you uh, when you are a business when you aren't being productive, or if uh, you know if there's if if you give if you're giving us a loss or you're not being productive with any company, they let people go that way. So. Um, Next is Daba Kato. You, you're familiar with who that is? No. <laughs> so he was Commander Aziz, uh, and he made, and he was the the heavy for um, Apollo Cruz. Oh, and, and he, he was, was a on, big dude, right? He's he a big huge. Baba 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 Buddy. Baba Baba Booey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Baba Tunde, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he was with. Uh, he was with uh, Apollo Cruz for a while, so again he he went to the main roster and he went down to NXT for a while, went back there, and now he's no longer no longer there. Any thoughts on uh, on him? Yeah, he worked hard. It seemed he's a good good human from what I know. Like had conversations and worked with him the NXT days. I think pro wrestling is so weird, and like sometimes it's hard for people to come into it and get it. If you don't get it, like nothing's going to help. Like you can get by for a while. I mean, it's probably had a job for five years, you know, but like if you, if it's just something's missing, like it's never going to happen. And that's not saying he can't find it, but after five years and being in that system, here's what might benefit him is. And a lot of these people is getting out of the system, Mm. learning it in a different way and going somewhere else and, working with different people like that this could be the best thing for a lot of them if they want it to be you know i think i think baba tunde could could definitely go on the act the acting route 
yeah, he can be bad guy B, you know, in mm-hmm. some Expendables 5, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Kurgan uh, uh, start acting after he yeah, left uh, wrestling absolutely. Uh, Vince? Yeah, yeah, absolutely did, yeah. yeah. Um, Shanky, Vince. Shanky's gone? Shanky's gone, man. Oh, come on, man. No, Shanky. he's not. Shanky's gone. Say it isn't so. Shanky's gone. Oh, yeah. man. Those two those two guys were monsters. Man, yeah. Shanky and uh, you call them Shanky and Cranky, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Shanky and Cranky. My yeah, gosh, yeah. man. Shanky is gone, man. Um, Masse or, or, or Mace. Mace. Uh, He's yeah. another big dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mansoor is gone as well. So uh, the maximum male models are, are gone. Mansoor is from Saudi, right? He's yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like I was on the way out at the time when he was coming in, but he was really talented. And one thing I, I think about him, like he had really good promo abilities that I never think were utilized. Mm-hmm. And I think what would have helped him is something we don't know until it's too late. And that's just like, if you have something, just go do it and yeah. let them make them stop you or make them fire you. Like he delivered some really clever promos when I initially saw him too. So he's got a ton of ability. Yeah, they would always uh, uh, make him like have a big spot at the uh, Saudi events. You were in the Greatest Royal Rumble East, weren't you? Maybe, probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> weren't you in there? Yeah, I thought I you were. Sure I was the first out. What's that again? I said, I think I tried to make sure I was like one of the first ones out. Oh, that was on purpose. You pulled a Gail Kim on us. It was Pur- purpose elimination. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, happy person. Yeah. Um, Bryson Montana. Not not too familiar with that name. What uh, What's that? What a shitty name. <laughs> uh, Quincy Elliott. Never mind. Oh, There's another one. Um, Dana Brooke. Let's talk about Dana Brooke, man. So, Dana Brooke is gone from WWE. And, yeah. We talked um, about her months ago when, like, she was getting berated online, but she stood up yeah. for herself. Yeah. We're pretty happy for her. And, yeah, very good human, you know? Yeah. But maybe, maybe it's time, or maybe she finds herself and still wants to do it. She's a she, you know. She was in fitness for a while, you know. Yeah. Fitness, fitness modeling. I think that she would absolutely kill it. She's gonna make it, bro. She's gonna make it because one thing you you could tell this about it. Listen, man. Um, a lot of people gave her grief about her work and the way she worked. However, this is why she's gonna make it. Uh, uh, very very, very EC three ish. She worked the butt off, bro. Yeah. You 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 could tell that. You know, maybe she wasn't cut out to be the world's best wrestler, but you could tell that this woman had the work ethic, was willing to put everything into it. And 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 if that's who she is, bro, she's going to have no problem making it. She's probably, like, like you said, a super hard worker. And one of the defaults of that hard work is you think you have to be something yeah. that you're not. Yeah. Right. You never would and shouldn't have to be a great wrestler. Yeah. But she can be a great worker. Yeah. yeah. There was an opportunity when she was in NXT where she really had an opportunity, <clears throat> not not this run, but <laughs> years ago. She really had an opportunity to really hone her character. I know that she was uh, working with Nia Jax for a while, and she really had 
an opportunity to look at a whole kind of like a better than you diva type of thing and then moved her to the main roster as if like she was ready for it. And I don't think she was ever ready for that. I think I think that they prematurely pulled her up on the main roster. She really could have honed her craft a lot more. And, and see, I don't think she had an opportunity to like go back and like really retreat and like really hone her craft because I mean if you're if you're put in jobber matches every week, that's not really going to motivate you psychologically to want to get better in your craft. Either. The PTSD that comes with that and the ups and downs and, yeah. and then gets, then you do just every movement you make being thinking. And sometimes it is being scrutinized and braided mm-hmm. on like high offices that are just scum. Like it's so hard. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yep. Uh, we got, uh, Rick Boogs is gone. That surprises me because the dude's jacked, crazy charisma. He's, I think he does stuff on YouTube where he's getting millions yeah. of views. Yeah. Like his Instagram's very funny. He has a ton of personality. I haven't really watched much of his work. When I was on the way out, he started, but it seemed like he could, I don't know, get it. He can mm-hmm. be something. And I think he was kind of didn't he get an injury and that kind of derailed his progress. Yeah, he was he was injured, I believe. Uh, WrestleMania, him and uh, Nakamura last year, they went for the tag titles, I believe, and um, that was really his best spot in WWE when he was playing the the guitar for Shinsuke Nakamura when Pat McAfee was there and and really put both of them over. And I thought it was really cool. And then they had him cut his hair and come back by himself, and it just didn't work. I mean, it just didn't work. Like, there's two ways to look at it. Evolving and becoming something different if something doesn't work or you have the opportunity and you're gone a while to come back as something new. It's great. But then sometimes for a guy like that, why break what's not broken? Exactly. Ride as far as you can. And when it's reached that, then we can try something different. Absolutely. He just looked like a great value version of Freddie Mercury. You know, like uh, when we would see him, like, Jacked up well, Freddie Mercury. Ate Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just. I mean, if if Freddie Mercury ate Lou Ferrigno, we get Rick Books. So, I just, I just, it just didn't connect with me with the haircut. I think he, you know, I think that they messed up that, you know, by by having him cut his hair and just be by himself. It was just like you. I mean, to your point, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So. And like, here's the problem with that. Okay, Rick Books is, as far as I know a good human and a good husband and a hard worker, but like somebody's entire life direction can be switched by one guy having one idea for one second. Oh, we should do this. Mm. Oh, I don't like that. Whatever. We're like, wow, you just completely stunted a human professional careers. Yeah. Bro. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I swear to God, Chris, with all, we, we don't even have to be there and work there to know. With all these cases, bro, this comes really down to way too many people being involved. Mm. Because, bro, with so many people involved, there is no focus. And you are ping-ponging these talents all over the place. And again, I don't want to sit here and put me and Ed over. But, bro, it was two people. Mm -hmm. JR said, here is the roster. Help them. And, you know, that is it. These You can tell, bro, by just the changing of characters and direction so 
often, bro, like every three months. There's way too many people involved, bro. There is no focus. And unfortunately, a lot of these people that were let go were a, were a victim of that, bro. Mm, and we're the talent, too. And you think all these people are responsible for you. Like, you're listening to so many different people with so many different mm-hmm. ideas. And only one person's opinion matters. It's not the millions of people that watch. It's one crazy old bastard's opinion. But, like, you have to listen to everybody. Then you try to appease everybody. And then you appease nobody. Then you cut your hair. Then you get fired. Yeah. And if you, as an office of like when numbers are down and people are not unique, if somebody's out there getting millions of views in one forum and channel that is their own doing, mm-hmm. how can you think your idea is going to be better for them than what they're naturally doing and attracting a bunch of attention? Yeah, absolutely, well man. Well said. Yeah. Um, his, his YouTube channel, uh, currently has um as far as uh, subscribers subscribers are concerned um <clears throat> it's uh loading here he has 309,000 subscribers on his savage power um youtube channel how much so, Three hundred nine thousand. Jeez, good for him, man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, he's got to he's got to start right there, bro. Yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just gym videos. So clearly, he has the charisma. Anybody can make a gym video, but someone clearly is making gym videos with the charisma of him that is causing over three hundred thousand people to be interested. So good for him. So if I were, I don't maybe Vince can. When him and Ed were writing and JR gives them a list and as he said, JR said help these people. He didn't say make them do things, right? So no, my 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 job, bro, is to aid you to get you as over as you possibly can get. That like, that that is my job. That's the way it should be. And if I'm a creative and I'm writing for this show and I'm writing for boobs, my segment's gonna say so-and-so does this, and Rick Boogs does what he does. The end. And you just let it go, because it's probably going to be better than any dumb you'd think of. Yeah. We got Aaliyah. Aaliyah is no longer with WWE. She was in, she was in NXT for a long time. She was there when you were there, weren't, uh, weren't she? Yeah, she was. Wasn't she? Yeah. Um, now, what do you think Triple H saw in Aaliyah that caused her to come up to the main roster? Was it just a matter of you've put your work in NXT and earned your stripes or what, what was it something different to you? Sometimes too, it's like, we don't know what we have here. We have something that's working hard. It's not quite clicking, but it's been here for so long. Yeah. But we have to see, will it sink or will it swim? So mm-hmm. sometimes that's the kind of spot you get put into. Great eyes. Nice, nice young lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she seems like a, a sweetheart. Uh, Vince Russo, your thoughts on Aaliyah being like, I, I, yeah, bro, I, I don't know that much about her, so I can't. She beats, uh, she broke a Guinness record or something like that by being the fastest pin. Remember, she pinned Natalia, uh, on an episode of SmackDown, uh, like a year or so ago, and uh, you know, she it was like as soon as the bell rang, she like <clears throat> pinned her because it was something like the gimmick was Natalia 
I think she's made a Guinness record of like most matches, most woman matches in pro wrestling history or something like that. And so she, so Natalia came out and was like boasting about her Guinness record. And then Aaliyah came out and they had a, a beat. They, they had her beat Aaliyah and I had Aaliyah beat her in like a few seconds. So, so that was Aaliyah's claim to fame. And she actually had like a shirt um, made after that too. So, they try. I think she won the um, the tag team titles with Raquel um, Gonzalez too. If I'm not mistaken, they gave her uh, a little bit of love there and made her win the, um, the 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 tag team title. So she had some time. She she had some time. Uh, yeah, she was uh, tag. She was uh, tag team champion uh, with, with uh, Raquel Rodriguez. So there you go. Uh, stuff like that, EC3, what do you think? Like, stuff like that, isn't that good, like, indie boosters? You know what I mean? To get uh, more money on the indies, you can mar- mark yourself as a former WWE Tag Team Champion? Yeah, maybe. But also at the same time, like, former WWE Superstar is a former Tag Team Champion going to add that much carte blanche, perhaps, to uh, the right mark promoter. But- yeah, yeah. Catch former WWE Tag Team Champion Aaliyah, <laughs> or formerly known as Aaliyah on the Flyers for the legal reasons. Like, former four-time whatever. What does that stupid green title called that I twenty-four uh, seven? Uh, former four-time twenty-four-seven. Like, don't put that. Yeah. It's not a real thing. Yeah, uh, 20, four-time twenty-four-seven champion. That was the first person in WWE history to win a title in. Not Vietnam, or was it somewhere weird? And China, I think too, because we did the thing twice. Very nice. Very nice. Me immediately after. EC three continuing to uh, uh, make history, ladies and gentlemen. What a uh, yes, indeed. Former four time catch tonight. Former four time twenty four seven champion. Formerly known. Oh, that's a really his really name. He he has the rights. I don't have to put from Bernardes. He is EC3. <laughs> I beat you to it. Right, exactly. Oh, try. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I'm scared. I wonder these. Things. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen a bunch of promoters, like a bunch of like local promoters, hit me up <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm I'm into like thumbnails and stuff with uh, and make thumbnails. <laughs> these these local promoter thumbnails are just the crappiest like they're horrible and you have formerly known as all the time they do their best to try to get the accolades of like the former wwe star in order to bring more people in the seats and stuff like that and they'll just five times 24 7 champion of sunday night <laughs> it's horrible man uh we have uh riddick moss and emma you know they they became a couple in the wwe and they, they both have been let go your thoughts on riddick moss and emma let me hit like first off riddick is the uh fantasy football commissioner of the greatest football league ever that i'm in so i'm not gonna nice. dissuade him or say anything negative because i don't want my draft status affected <laughs> and i don't want my waiver wire messed up but Riddy, like, hell of an athlete, hell of a dude. You know, I haven't been paying attention to what he's been doing when the Mo whatever thing. But, like, I think him going away might be one of the better things for him because I know him as a person and a personality. 
that with the freedom to try to create himself, if he just doesn't do, hey, I'm former Riddick Moss, if he does something his own that's him, I think he can skyrocket. Former Raw Underground superstar, formerly known as Riddick Moss. <laughs> Vince Russo, Riddick Moss, and Emma. Yeah, I'm 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 not that familiar with them, bro. Because you know I don't watch SmackDown. I know Emma because she came in and out yeah. so many times. I, I mean, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just you know, I mean, the, w- with what I saw of Emma, man, there was just really nothing that stood out. So yeah. I mean, could she have been expendable? You know, absolutely. They, I mean, when she was to know Dashwood, you know, in Impact, she was she was making some noise there. And then I, I don't know why they brought her back. I mean, they didn't really do much with her when she was there. I mean, she was with Santino and do the dance and stuff like that. They had, had her play the, the nerdy character. But she came back as Emma with like a Tennille Dashwood look. So it was just like the WWE crowd doesn't know her as Tennille Dashwood, like this arrogant diva. They know her as like the nerdy Emma. So like it was just weird from the very beginning. I think her first match she lost to it was just it was just weird. I don't even know what they brought up. Yeah. Bro, you know what's so funny when we talk about all these cuts and everything else, bro. Bro, do you know how much money is was lost? The money they invested yeah. in all of these people at yeah. NXT, a lot of them made it to television. Mm-hmm. Bro, the, 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 the value of television time. Bro, you are talking about millions and millions of millions of dollars, like literally flushed right yeah. down the drain with every single one of these people. That's very true. Awesome. Um, spending is such a curse. And that's yeah. Like, if we can just pay to cover up mistakes or pay to, like, change our mind on a whim, you know, there's no desire to make anything succeed because it doesn't matter. Yeah. As of today, one-third of um, Hit Row, Top Dollar has been released. Um, No word on BFAB or... um, um, the other one from Hit Row, um, yeah. What's what's his name? <laughs> what's what's his name? Anybody know? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Ashanti the Adonis. That's his name. Yeah, Ashanti the Adonis. Um, thoughts on Top Dollar? I met him once recently, just at a funeral, and don't know much about him as a person or a talent. I do know that uh, there has been. <laughs> That little dive incident over the top rope, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think what I gathered, like, if I was him, own it and laugh it off instead of trying to make excuses for it. Yeah. You're only hurting yourself more. And I think from what I hear, that really negatively affected his perception in the locker room. Mm. You just can't own up to making a mistake. Whatever. I made a mistake. I, I didn't do it. No, like, my knee, like, like just, you just have to. And then once that ball starts rolling with that yeah. little rib, then it becomes kind of serious. Then it becomes real. And then it becomes real heat. Yeah. And you don't even know how it started. It's something as trivial as just, like, making an excuse or owning the fact that I'm a human who made a mistake. Yeah. Next is Mustafa Ali. I'll give this one to you, Vince. Hey, listen. Your boy. Bro. I can't tell you how many times I was throwing so much creative out there 
and the guy was laughing at me on the internet. And I, and I kept saying, bro, if you don't come up or they don't come up with some kind of a character, you're going to be gone. I mean, that that's what I said, bro. And he be gone, bro. Like what, 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 what can I say? Bro, but here's the thing. Let's let's be honest about Mustafa Ali. Bro, this is a dude. This is a dude that wants to be a a great wrestler. That's what he wants his gimmick to be. He's a great wrestler, bro. Bro, he's going to be the first one hired at AEW. There is absolutely zero, zero doubt in my mind. He is tailor-made for that. He can just go there and do all the high spots and wrestle, and everybody will love him, and you don't have to worry about a character. He's going to be the first one to get hired. Yeah. What Uh, did he Thing. What's that? He called Vince something. What was that? Oh yeah, it's something. What did he call me again, bro? Uh, he called you a, a, hoe, uh, a hoe. He called you. A, he called a you a hoe. digger. Sixty-two-year-old hoe, bro. A hoe. He called you a digger, ladies and gentlemen. He called you a digger. He's a hoe, folks. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Sheldon Benjamin. Sheldon Benjamin's Lego from the uh, yeah. WWE's got released uh, now. I'm, I'm going to put him and Dolph Ziggler in the same. I'm going to talk about both of them. My, my thoughts about this, I think out of this long list, um, it's business. You're hemorrhaging funds. You know what I mean? It's really important to be a business. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're not being productive, if you're not drawing, if you're not making this money, we're going to have to let you go. I mean, that, that, that goes with any company. But I think out of this long list – I think they made a mistake with Dolph and Shelton because I think that they should have been coaches. I think they should have both transitioned into coaches or agents, specifically coaches for NXT. I I would have kept them two for that. First off, Shelton's probably better than us all still at this Mm -hmm. age. Like he's a phenomenal athlete and wrestler, but like he would probably make a great, great, great agent. He probably will. Like I don't think it's a death sentence or anything like that. Yeah. Dolph, I think first off, Cleveland, Ohio, that's where Dolph is from. Mm-hmm. I happen to be running a, you know, the Exodus Pro in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, before he goes and makes any crazy decisions signing long-term deals or anything, I think he deserves a feel with like an intimate environment in his hometown mm-hmm. would be Cleveland, Ohio. So in the next 90 days, I would uh, welcome Nick Nemeth uh, to challenge me for the NWA uh, Heavyweight Championship in Cleveland, Ohio and have a nice mm-hmm. journey home. I think that would be very uh, – Lucrative, fun, cool, and fulfilling. You heard it you know, here. Bro, I was thinking about that too, and I, and and I, I second that motion. But you know who else I was thinking about, bro? I would love to see challenge you for that NWA title because I think uh, it would wow. be tremendous. Another name on that list, uh, Elias. Elias, that's who's. I, 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 I'd pay money to see that, bro. Mm. I, I specifically mentioned that because I'm very fond of him as a talent performer, yes. human being. Real fast with Dolph, though, like you mentioned him being a coach and an agent. I think Dolph can do the best work of his career now mm-hmm. and have like a couple years at like doing something incredible because knowing who he is and what he he does and like he relegated himself into that role as like, you know, good worker, great bumper. And then he was a world champion and he was a draw, but like with completely, he's been in that system for 
a long time from OVW all the way up until today that if he can get out of it a little bit and make himself, or if he wants to, because he's already made, but if he wants to do something, I think he can do the best work of his career outside of it. Do you think Dolph, do you, because he won't be Dolph Ziggler anymore, do you think that because he's such a WWE guy, do you think him being Nick Nimeth would kind of physically confuse the wrestling fans just because he's been Dolph Ziggler for so long? I think he has to be creative intertwining the two. Yeah. And it's almost coming down to self-producing himself the way he wants to, like Cardona would, or mm-hmm. I would to, you know, some extent. So, yeah. but yeah, it could be like off to mom and pop. Is that doll from Nick? Who's Nick? Wait. But I think to a, a fan base that's watched him for so long that he can transition something if he wants to, by doing it himself. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, bro, I, I, I just got to say this too, bro. Like if, if, if I'm in that meeting, you know, who's ever in there, Pritchard and Vince and who, whoever he's got in that meeting. I mean, I know those two are definitely in that meeting and they're going through that list. I swear to God, bro, if Dolph Ziggler is on that list and I'm a creative guy and I'm in that meeting, I'm, I'm going to say, you mean to tell me that, uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler would not make a better Adam Pierce. Mm. Like seriously, bro. Like I would have put him in that role, mm. you know, let, let him be an agent. Let him also be in that role because, you know, now you could do the angle where if somebody gets out of hand, he puts the tights back on. He, he, that, that would have been cool. Let, let him take over the thought. The, the, I just would have looked into those types of yeah. situations before so? I just cut the guy loose after, what, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, but do you think he can get there by I going away and be even a bigger deal? Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, 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 he could. I don't see it. I, I don't see coming back to WWE as a bigger deal because he, he is the epitome of good little hand. I mean, the he is the quintessential good little hand so even if he made a thing in wwe uh, away from wwe i think it would be better for him but i don't see it on route to coming back to wwe like for instance i don't see cardona's gimmick i don't think w i don't see wwe buying into cardona's gimmick whatsoever like no way so if if cardona comes back he'll be zach Ryder again and he'll be another good chris how old is ziggler real quick 43 Wow, yeah, that I don't, I don't think that. I think that, I, 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 yeah, just on age alone, I yeah. don't think that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Quick thoughts on uh, Elias uh, EC three. Uh, yeah, not to get off subject, I don't know what happened because this dude was red hot, and then the the brother thing happened, and I wasn't paying too much attention, but he started working out. Same trainer, shout out to the dumb boys, and he's like in great shape and he's working hard, super creative, mute like. I don't know what happened, but I also know that he can make whatever he wants to happen happen yeah. if he wants it to happen. Yeah. I'd be happily, yeah. happily along to either guide or thwart him on that process. Yeah, yeah, no, bro. You know, I've been saying all along they they so totally missable. And again, a victim of too many people with too many ideas. He's in, he's out. He's in, he's out. He's in, he's out. Ugh, nah, yeah. he he deserves so much better. This guy has talent. He's going to land somebody somewhere else. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's not an issue. Hopefully so. All right, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of talent available. What's that? 
like there's a lot of like good wrestlers that with some freedom can be great. All the things we're talking about and preaching today and all the time, like, like NWA, we're rising up. And, you know, AEW is kind of pigeonholed itself as number two, but to a smart mark fan base, Impact's kind of there. I don't know. There's like an opportunity for something big to come out of all of this and what's available. Yeah. yeah maybe it's just being, being different. I guess I'm rambling or possibly Vince Russo can uh, start his own company with the list of released wrestlers. You got a whole roster full of released wrestlers from today that you can work with yourself. And I'd have have a gold mine. I'd have a gold. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have uh, Vince Russo, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, former WWE Head Rider. You have current NWA World Heavyweight Champion, EC3. You have me, Dr. Chris. This is the Wrestling Outlaws. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.